before I uh, dismiss our boys and girls for uh, children's worship and we have our offertory prayer, I want to uh, be able to recognize uh, uh, the members of the uh, board, staff, and volunteers of Sound Choices Pregnancy Clinic that we have with us this morning. And I want to keep the children in for this because I always like our children to be able to see contemporary heroes of the faith. And uh, that's what I consider these folks. So I'll bring them up and uh, we'll wait till they're all up. Uh, before we uh, take the opportunity to express our love and appreciation for their work of faith and their labor of love in this area of ministry. And, and just to put this into some sort of a historical context, especially for the sake of our visitors, because I noticed we had a number of visitors here this morning, uh, Sound Choices Pregnancy Clinic uh, was uh, founded by our church way back in March of 1981. Uh, matter of fact, I was uh, reflecting on the fact when we were dedicating the twins uh, that back in March of 1981, we only had one client that came through the ministry. Uh, but her name was Nell. She was uh, abortion-minded. And as a result of our impact and influence and God moving on her, uh, she turned from abortion to choose life, uh, came to know Jesus as her Lord and Savior, just began to wa grow wonderfully in the Lord. I saw her just recently continuing to walk with God. And uh, she, our first birth were twins, as she gave birth to two beautiful little girls named Faith and Hope. So uh, this ministry will celebrate its 35th uh, anniversary uh, this, uh, well, uh, in the month of March, this March. And uh, since March of 81, we've had uh, well over 65,000 different women that have come through this ministry. Uh, literally thousands of babies have been saved from slaughter. Uh, many of them now adults who know Jesus are having an impact for Christ. Uh, there are many, many of these mothers and uh, boyfriends and fathers who have come to know uh, Jesus. And we do want you to know uh, that this ministry was founded on a Christ-centered approach. We just simply view it as an evangelistic arm of the local churches that are involved in this ministry, and we're so thankful there are many, many churches throughout this Bi-City area that are involved and invested in different ways in this ministry. Our church could not do this alone, and we thank, uh, so appreciative of churches across denominational lines that are, are supporting this ministry. But let me bring the staff up. Uh, first, our executive uh, director, uh, who gets the blame for it all, uh, that's Carol Henschel. And then uh, Jennifer Lamb is our uh, developmental director. And then Aaron Katowski is the assistant to the developmental director. Many of you have been to the banquet, so Jennifer is the one that uh, does a lot related to that banquet, puts it together. Robin Shreve is our center director. Uh, Melissa Howard is our client services director. Uh, Shannon Caffey is our uh, mobile operations manager. Uh, you know, we just recently secured an ICU mobile unit. Best way to explain that, it's a pregnancy center on wheels. And, uh, and Shannon will be uh, managing that. Uh, Karen Herndon is our nurse manager. Of course, you know we provide ultrasounds in this ministry to the girls, uh, providing that window into the womb. And it's uh, that window and these women seeing the, the preciousness and humanity of that baby developing within them that turns them from abortion to choose life. Uh, Marie Adams is one of our staff nurses and also Bert Harrelson. 
And Bert, I was trying to remember, weren't you literally one of the first counselors back in 19... 85, okay, I was thinking you were one of the first. And then board members, so glad to have uh, these board members with us. We have a new board president we were excited about, Rodney Redmond. Rodney, you come on up. Uh, One of our past board presidents that uh, did a fantastic job, Norman Dunlap, still on the board. Uh, Janet Leonard, board member. Another past uh, president, uh, Mark Holloway, who's on the board. And then Terry Hathaway. Where's Terry? Terry is the uh, elder uh, representative from Edgewood on the board, and we appreciate his investment. Uh, Our medical director is uh, Dr. Terry Cohn. Is Terry here? Okay, didn't make it. Uh, And then here are volunteers. Some of the volunteers that we have with us, uh, Javon and Jerry Goldsmith. Javon and Jerry Goldsmith. Okay, Uh, my wife Kathy and uh, Kathy Merritt. She go down in the nursery? I guess she did. Glenda Hendricks. There's Glenda. Kathy and Glenda, they teach uh, parenting classes. There for the uh, ladies that uh, choose life. Uh, Kelsey Cotton. Kim Pilcher. There's Kim. Deborah Woodward. There's, there's Deborah. Melanie Evans. Uh, James Warren, uh, great James, and then Suzanne Miller. Suzanne, come on up. Now, do we have any others that I've missed? Any others I've missed, Carol? That, that's it here. This Okay. Let me just say a word before we do express our appreciation. Uh, again, we're so thankful for this ministry. Uh, you know, we never envisioned back in 81 how God would use this work. Uh, Not only here locally, but many of you are aware of the fact that the ministry here served as a model uh, for the establishment of hundreds of other pregnancy centers scattered throughout uh, the nation. And uh, and again, God is just good in uh, what he did and how he used this ministry. And, And many of you know that I'm involved, invested in this ministry at a national level. And I can honestly say, and I'm not saying this just because I'm biased and prejudiced, and yes, I probably am somewhat biased and prejudiced. I'm, I'm, I believe I'm honestly not embellishing. But I believe that here uh, in Columbus at Sound Choices, we have as wonderful a board, staff, and group of volunteers that you'll find anywhere in the nation. I also want to say that I give that credit to God, and God mainly working through Carol Henschel, our executive director. She's done a fabulous job in bringing this staff together and creating a very cohesive, harmonious group that are united in purpose, and that is to glorify God. And I'm so thankful for the board. We have a working board. These are folks that have a heart for this ministry. They're just not making decisions. They're invested. And, uh, and they love this ministry, committed to it, and then this group of volunteers. It would, there are many, many other volunteers, but we could not operate uh, without our volunteers. So, folks, these are the individuals here in this community that are literally standing between many, many babies and slaughter. They're standing in the gap to save these little ones, and God's using them to do that. 
And, uh, and then as these children are saved, uh, have the opportunity to see many of the moms and again, boyfriends, fathers come to know Jesus. And then these children come to know Him and be used by Him. So it would be very appropriate right now for us to express our appreciation to these truly contemporary heroes of faith. Amen. 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 We'll let y'all be seated. And uh, with that, we will now dismiss our boys and girls uh, for what we call Kids Pray Zone. If we have guests and you have children, all you need to do is release your child to the vestibule. The leadership are there uh, to gather the children. They go directly below us for children's worship. And then that's where you would pick them up when we uh, conclude uh, this morning. And then as we go into prayer, let me mention uh, a couple of folks for you to pray for. I know Charles Hunt uh, lost a uh, brother-in-law. I know his sister's greatly struggling, so we want to pray for that family. And then David Marlowe. All of y'all know David and Lula. Uh, He's had a very special place in this area of ministry. Uh, David just lost a sister. And it's the uh, second uh, sibling that he's lost within the last year. And you know David's been struggling uh, with health. And uh, he just needs a lot of encouragement right now. And I I would just ask the church family, if you just make a special effort this next week, whether it's through a card or just a phone call or a visit, uh, just to reach out and just to express to David uh, your great love and appreciation uh, for him. Uh, So let me uh, pray. And then after I pray, the men will come receive this morning's offering. The choir will sing to us. And then uh, uh, we'll turn it over to the sound choices uh, Uh, to give us a a report on how God is using the ministry. Bow with me in prayer. Father, we thank you for this uh, wonderful service as we've praised you, as we've uh, seen the beauty and sanctity of human life and the precious faces of those eight babies that we uh, dedicated. And Father, we uh, come now to this time of offering, uh, a time of continued worship as we have the opportunity to express our love and appreciation to Jesus for canceling out our sin debt through his death on the cross, and then imputing to us, depositing into our account all his righteousness to give us a right standing before you that it's not based on our works or merits, but based on the work of Jesus and your mercy. So, Lord, how can we not come now uh, with hearts filled with gratitude uh, to express our love to you, to make an investment in your work that the gospel might be advanced And that Jesus might be made known both locally and globally. So Lord, receive these gifts as tokens of our love and use them for your honor and for your glory. And Father, continue to wonderfully bless the ministry of sound choices. Uh, As they stand in the gap, Lord, let them do it in the strength of the Lord. May your joy be their strength. And Lord, continue to use them to see many, many little ones saved from the slaughter of abortion to have the opportunity to discover their God-given destiny. Lord, we ask that, that these children might be raised up as trophies of your grace that would resound to the praise and glory of your grace throughout all eternity. And Lord, continue to use this ministry that many of these moms and their boyfriends and other family members, husbands, might come to know Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior, uh, to never be the same again 
uh, by your grace. And so, Lord, encourage their hearts in you, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And God has done wonderful things through uh, Sound Choices Pregnancy Clinic. I'm going to invite uh, Carol Henschel, the executive director, best director in the nation to come forward. And uh, she'll... And she'll be, introducing, she'll be introducing those that will be sharing uh, testimonies with us. Carol? Sacrifice. It's a word we love to hear, hard to do, and blessed to see. And this morning, I have the privilege of introducing to you a very special volunteer who sacrifices time every week to come and to share and to encourage life. Not just to those who come through in need of knowing that life is sacred, but to those who sit around the table um, at Sound Choices. So I'm gonna ask Deborah Woodward, if um, one of your own, if she would come and share her heart um, for, for us. like John the Baptist because I'm, I'm not worthy to untie the thongs on the sandals of the people that are here before me that are in this world with us. But let me ask you a question. Do you believe in love at first sight? I can tell you it exists because it happens to me every Wednesday from 9.45 to 1 o'clock. Invariably, a little girl or an older woman whatever the story may be, we'll come into that counseling room and by the time we're done, I've fallen in love with her and I just want to take her home with me. I, I got into this ministry to start with because I had had stillbirth early on and I thought that I would be counseling women who had lost babies and, and that was fine with me. And uh, that ministry is still trying to get off the ground but there was a very active need for counselors and I'm like, I'm a heart nurse. I, I, my my uh, stuff ends at the waves. <laughs> I don't know about babies, but um, with God's grace, they took me in and they said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go in and meet the lady. You're going to show a video. It takes about 10 minutes. And then you're going to listen to her story. You're going to present options to her, adoption, uh, other things of that nature, and you're going to help, help her come to a decision about what she's going to do with her baby. You're going to plead with her, please, to give this baby life. And you're going to present the gospel, because that is a big part of what Sound Choices does. We, everyone who comes in there does not leave without hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ and without prayer. That is just a rule. And you're going to do this in the remaining 20 minutes. And I said, what? <laughs> but you would be surprised how God puts the words in your mouth. And you can get through that and do that usually in 20 to 25 minutes with these girls. And it is it, that I don't get to go to, I don't have to go to Sound Choices, I get to go to Sound Choices. And not only that, but there's a ministry, as Carol said, around the table. Women, godly women, who pray for each other, who pray for people in their churches. Um, the, the love and support that goes on, you can 
just feel God tippy-toeing through that building every time the doors are open. And uh, we are in a fight and a war with sources of evil that want to get rid of our precious babies. And God said, if you do it to the least of these, you've done it to me. So if you're not helping, you're not helping, you're not part of the solution. So I urge you to become part of the solution. We need Bibles, we need booties, we need volunteers, we need money. We need your love and your prayers. And that will help us to reach more and more women in this community and on far beyond. And I've already counseled someone who was the child of one of the first people who came to San Choices. So believe me, that ripple in the water keeps giving, keeps giving. So I ask you for your prayers for all these wonderful people. You can't imagine how great they are. And you can't imagine how rewarding it is to be able to think, maybe, just maybe, I played a part in saving that baby, just maybe. That is a wonderful thing.
In so many ways, he changed my life, the life of my husband. And he gave us a mission and a message because he educated us on what God said about life, life eternal as well as temporal life in the moon. And he did it not because life in the womb was the most important thing, but because God was the most important thing. And because he said to us, as others have said, we want to put God on display. That was, was then the crisis pregnancy center. What is today? Some choices. And God is still very much on display at some choices. Every day, he shows up and he shows out the truth of what he is and who he is as he meets Deborah Woodward and all those who enter those counseling rooms to say, you don't have to believe the lie. You don't have to believe that the circumstances you're in are so compelling that the only recourse you have is death. And it isn't just the death of your child, which is huge, but it's also something that dies in you and every relationship that you have after you. So we offer, as she said, options. They're really better than options. They're opportunities. They're opportunities to put God on display in the lives of those who come through sound choices. So there was a man, there was a Joshua, and he had a message, and that message was life, and it is life today. And if you want to know the statistics, we decided you could go to our website and see <laughs> a good way to get you there and get you to know what we do and why we do it, and it's on your brochure. So look at our website. Our annual report is just posted, and you will appreciate the fact that half a million dollars last year I, I am, I look at Kate, she's shaking her head like, I know, <laughs> who would have thought? Um, because way back 12 years ago, Kay came over to New Beginnings and she said, I'm retiring and I, the Lord just told me to come and ask you if you might be interested in being executive director. And I said, oh, thank you, but no thank you. And her party words were, don't you think I'll pray about it? I'm like, no, I really don't. And that's history. And it's a sweet history. And I remember that day, and I'm so grateful for her obedience to challenge me. So I'm challenging you today that the message of life needs to come from you. It needs to come from your heart. It needs to come from your time and your energy. We've been deceived. Greatly. And the deception is that the days and the hours are mine, and they're not. They're his. And it'd be a nice question to ask ourselves how am I investing in the eternity of those around me? How am I investing in the eternity of those who do not know about the gift of salvation? which we get to share every single day in the most unusual places to the most unusual people who, as Deborah said, steal your heart in just a very few minutes. So we have a man, we have a message, and now you have a mission. 
It's so easy, and I know I'm a church girl. I tell you that all the time, but I'm a church girl. I believe in the church. I love the church. I've been in the church since the womb. I believe in the message and the methods of the church. But we've also been deceived that we can sit under teaching like Andy Merritt and anybody else you want to hear through podcast or uh, anything else you want to find on the internet, you can find it. And we can sit and we can soak up truth and we cannot be squeezed out. Because what happens to that sponge if it sits and it soaks and it's not squeezed? It sours. And I'm afraid as the sweet church girl that I am, we soured because we're not being squeezed. It's easy to sit in a Bible study or prayer meeting or church service and be very comfortable. God doesn't want our comfort. He wants our calling to be to get out into the trenches where people are hurting and need to know the abundant, amazing, unconditional love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we get to do that every single day. Because there was a man that was Joshua. Because he had a message that is the same message then as it is today. And because it's a mission for us. It's a mission for us to do more, to be more, to get uncomfortable with Christ through Him. And I'll give you the three ways you can pray. There ought not to be a person who leaves here today who does not, who has email, who does not sign up for our e-prayer team. Over 200 people are already praying specifically weekly and sometimes more than that for the crisis situations that we have. I know that that new prayer team has changed the whole culture of what we do at Sound Choices. Because I believe, as Wesley said, that God does nothing except an answer to prayer. So you can be a part, if you can't do anything else, you can be a part through prayer. And we'll tell you exactly how. And we'll often tell you when with those SOSs, St. Christ specifically. So you can be a warrior. And then you can volunteer. Deborah alluded to some of those ways. And believe me, if you're sitting there saying, gosh, it sounds like a really interesting thing, but I just can't do it. Trust me, every one of us who work and volunteer will tell you the same thing. As I trained Andy 31 years ago, I thought, Lord, I can't do that. And he said, I know, you can't. But I can. If you'll trust me. If you'll let go and let me be what you cannot be. I am made perfect in your weakness. So you can volunteer in so many ways. And then you can give. I don't think that a pregnancy resource center, especially in this town, should ever have a financial need because of God's people. Because they believe in life, because they believe in life eternal, because they know 
that the investments that are made financially only come back in spades in eternity. So I don't think we should ever have to have another day. Wouldn't you love that, Jennifer? <laughs> we could just have a dessert testimony time and tell you what God's doing rather than have a fundraiser. And the fundraiser would not be necessary because God's people do what only God's people can do. They give. So I'm challenging you today to listen to the man, to hear the message, to accept the mission, and to pray, and to volunteer, and to give. Because God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. So thank you for allowing me the great privilege of working, of seeing God work, and doing only what God can do. And I didn't ask Andy, so you'll have to forgive me. I didn't get permission. But um, I'd like for him to come and lead us in a time of just crying out to the Lord. Crying out for our nation. I, don't, I think you would agree with me that this is probably the most crucial time in our nation that we have ever seen. We'd like to make this a political issue. It isn't. This is an issue for God's people to rise up and say, this battle is over because God said so. And yet, the church has been relatively quiet. I read an article recently, and it talked about um, Winston Churchill. When he entered the war against the Nazis, he was outnumbered. He was outmanned, uh, out, uh, uh, gunned, everything. Nothing about entering the war made any sense to those who were watching. And after the war, he was asked, why? Why did you do that? Why did you lead England into the war knowing you could not win? And he said, I knew I couldn't win, but if I could just hold on until the United States entered the war, I knew we couldn't lose. Well, I'm telling you, there are about 3,800 pregnancy resource centers across the nation. A few hundred thousand people who give and work and pray. But if the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the millions in America, engaged in the war, we could not lose. It's time. It's time for us, as the church of the risen Lord, who's already bought the victory, just like Joshua. He said, you work from a position of victory, not a position of defeat. Folks, we work from a position of victory. It's time we claim it. He does not anoint 
ministries, he anoints people that are surrendered to him, that are willing to step out in the obedience of faith and become invested. And I'm not your master, I'm not your Lord, Jesus is, but you're his servant. And you're his workmanship. He's your potter, you're the clay. He desires to mold and fashion you, for you to walk in those works he preordained for you. And so I just want to give you a moment right now, just in the privacy of your heart, would you be willing simply to say, Lord, here I am. I surrender my life to you. To follow your leadership. And now I'm going to trust you to lead me. I'm going to trust you to open that door to that area of ministry you have for me. I mean, it may not be Sound Choices Pregnancy Clinic. It may be. It could be many different areas. But would you just right now, focusing on Jesus, just surrender your life to Him and ask Him to lead you into that area of ministry that He has for you. then I would challenge you as you continue in prayer would you just ask God God what's the part that you would want me to play in relationship to Sound Choices Pregnancy Clinic Lord I am willing to pray I am willing to give I am willing to volunteer so again I'm just making myself available to you so would you just ask God that right now? God, again, here I am. I'm just asking you, God, you're the master, I'm the servant. What's my part in relationship to sound choices? Again, it may be just to pray. Get on that e-pray, uh, email list for prayer. It may be to pray and to give as God gives opportunity. But it may be to Pray to give and volunteer, to get invested in a more direct way. And the ladies of the outlets and the other men as well in the vestibule to answer any questions you have and let you know how you can get involved. So would you just surrender your life to God in that fashion? And then, Father, we do unite our hearts as we close this service to cry out to you on behalf of our nation and on behalf of your people, of the church. Father, we acknowledge that as a nation, we have forsaken uh, the living God. 
cut out for ourselves broken cisterns, cisterns that can hold no water. Father, we acknowledge that we are in a day as a result of forsaking you where we've lost any sense of moral bearing, moral direction. As we have abandoned the absolutes of the scripture, we are knowing bitter fruit. The bitter fruit of things like abortion, like infanticide, like euthanasia, corruption, greed, immorality, self-pleasure, just at every level of society, a fragmented society that's ruled more by hate than love. And so, Lord, we acknowledge that our only hope is in Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we also acknowledge, as we prayed earlier, that you intended your church, your people, to be light, to be salt. And so, Lord, we acknowledge as a church our failure, our apathy, the lukewarmness that exists within the church today, that we have become self-centered, self-focused, and we have literally taken Christianity, and we've tried to turn you into our servant to accomplish our means or our ends rather than seeing ourselves as the means to achieve your ends. And so, Lord, we acknowledge that the church in the United States of America, we acknowledge right here at Edgewood Baptist Church that we need you and your great compassion to target your people to bring brokenness, to bring us to true repentance, that we would return to righteousness, to holiness, that we would be lit by you to be a light to this nation, that we would become salty once again uh, to exert a great influence, and that we would be your instrument to make Jesus known. Father, I pray that you would instill within our hearts courage to go forward regardless of the cost, regardless the price, that we would remain faithful to you. So God, in your infinite mercy, uh, bring revival. Uh, bring revival to this church, to the church in America. Bring revival to our nation and uh, restore us to you. Uh, Father, thank you for each person that's here this morning. And Lord, as we were talking about the little babies that were dedicated, each person here is your gift. Each person here is an arrow in your hand that you intend to hit a target. And Lord, I pray that every person here would not miss that target. But as they yield to you, they yield to your bow, that they would allow you to aim their lives and shoot their lives to accomplish their God-given purpose. 
that they would be able to come to the end of their life without regret and to be able to look back and to know that they were faithful to you and faithful all the way across the finish line. So Lord, use each of them for your honor and your glory. For it's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen.